You're listening to the Archaeology Podcast Network. Roman nanotechnology and impressive craftsmanship make the Lysurgis Cup a unique and fascinating drinking vessel. This is Episode 7 for January 7th, 2018. I'm Chris Webster, and welcome to the ARC 365 Podcast, 2018 edition. ARC 365 is a podcast today, every day, in 2018. This network is supported by our listeners. You can become a supporting member by going to arcpodnet.com slash members and signing up. As a supporting member, you have access to high-quality downloads of each show and a discount at our future online store and access to show hosts on a members-only Slack team. For professional members, we'll have training shows and other special content offered throughout the year. Once again, go to arcpodnet.com slash members to support the network and get some great extras and swag in the process. That's arcpodnet.com slash members. This episode is written by Christopher Booth. The only complete Roman glass object made from dichroic glass, the Lysurgis Cup, dates to the 3rd or 4th century AD and was made in either Alexandria or Rome. Dichroic glass means that the color changes based on where the light is. If the glass of this cup is reflecting light back at the viewer, it appears an opaque green. But if light is shown through the glass, then the cup appears to be a garnet red in color. The Lysurgis Cup is also the only Roman example of this kind of glass to show such an impressive color change. In this case, caused by nanoscale particles of gold and silver dispersed in colloidal form within the glass. The process that the Roman glassmaker would have used to create this effect is unclear, and it is likely that they did not fully understand or control the process. It is even possible that the gold was added accidentally, as such small amounts are needed for the effect to work, 40 parts per million. Not only is the material of the Lysurgis cup extremely rare, but it is also a rare example of a cage cup, that is, a cup where the glass has been cut and ground down to leave a decorative cage at the surface of the vessel, even fully undercutting some sections of the relief. Most of the other surviving examples of this type of vessel decoration depict geometric forms, but in the case of the Lysurgis cup, the decoration is a scene from a myth. The scene depicts King Lysurgis, who, in the most common version of the myth, tried to kill Ambrosia, a follower of the god Dionysus, or Bacchus if you were a Roman. In the story, she was transformed into a vine that wrapped around the king, restraining and eventually killing him. The scene on the cup also includes Dionysus and two followers taunting Lysurgis. The excellent condition of the cup suggests that either it was preserved above ground since its creation in a church treasury or similar secure collection, or, perhaps more likely, that it was recovered from a sarcophagus. Many of the other cage cups that are known were found in sarcophagi. The present condition of the cup, on display in room 41 at the British Museum in London, includes a silver gilt foot and rim, which were probably added circa 1800 and perhaps suggests that the cup was confiscated from a church treasury during the French Revolutionary period. The foot was created to continue the themes of the decoration on the cup and closely follows the edge of the cage work decoration. The first time that the cup was mentioned in print was in 1845. Where it was before this is unknown. In a slightly later reference in 1857, when the cup was owned by the Rothschild family, the German art historian Gustav Friedrich Wagen is said to have described the cup as barbaric and debased. The cup seems to have only been exhibited a handful of times before the Rothschild family sold it to the British Museum in 1958, including once in 1862 at what would become the Victoria and Albert Museum, also in London. There are two suggested practical uses for the cup. It may have been used as a suspended oil lamp, which would have shown off its dichroic effect. However, the decoration suggests that it was meant for drinking from during Bacchic cult celebrations. So perhaps it would be fitting to raise a toast to Bacchus now that we have learned about this fascinating piece of Roman glass. Thank you.
Thanks for listening to ARC 365. If you want to hear more ARC 365, check out www.arcpodnet.com slash ARC365 for the 2017 and 2018 episodes. Check out arcpodnet.com slash ARC365-G30 for the last 30 episodes. Please subscribe and rate on your service of choice. We're available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, among others. Support the APN at arcpodnet.com slash members. Thanks for listening, and thanks for being awesome. This show is produced and recorded by the Archaeology Podcast Network, Chris Webster and Tristan Boyle, in Reno, Nevada, at the Reno Collective. This has been a presentation of the Archaeology Podcast Network. Visit us on the web for show notes and other podcasts at www.archpodnet.com. Contact us at chris at archaeologypodcastnetwork.com.